Welcome to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Outdoor Insight, Team Insight, Textile Insight, and Footwear Insight with related digital publications Team Insight Extra twice monthly, Textile Insight Extra once a month, and Footwear Insight Extra on Wednesdays. Now it's time for the latest podcast. So we're catching up with Terry Shallow, Executive Director for the Running Industry Association today, the executive director of the RAA for the last five, more than five years as a former ASICS executive. Uh, good afternoon, Terry. And well, it's been 13 months since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and about a year since you and I did a podcast together about the running industry. So I uh, thought we would try to revisit what's going on now 13 months later. Thanks for having me today, Bob. I appreciate sure, that. Sure, Terry. You know, first, what's your assessment of how the running industry, both run specialty retailers and run brands, have fared during the pandemic? Well, in short, Bob, I, I would say that uh, our channel has fared remarkably well. At the start of the pandemic, uh, with all the unknowns that were out there, probably around 20% of our retailers were seriously concerned about having to close permanently. And several of our smaller brands were also worried about their viability. But flash forward 12 months, and we've only lost a handful of retail doors, and our brand members are all still doing business. So, I don't think anyone would have predicted that the run channel would have been finished so strong or been so healthy, but, you know, PPP loans certainly helped. We didn't know that was going to happen at the start of all this. And then of course, people started running more, you know, they were at home and the gyms were closed. So they were out there running more, which obviously was fantastic for our channel. And I think in, in general, stores also figured out how to keep servicing their local customers. All those factors really helped insulate the channel and created a really viable situation for our retailers and brands alike. So you as the leader of the industry organization must be proud of the resilience that the, the industry has shown during this tough period for in the entire you know, U.S. population, the world population, really. Oh, I'm incredibly proud of them. They, it's just, they hung in there. Now, it was fortuitous that we belong to a a channel that supports a sport that was relatively insulated from the pandemic. And so, you know, I would only point to the bike industry that had greater success over And of course, the health, uh, home gym equipment industry as well right. did very well over the last year, but running wasn't far behind. And do you have any, do you have a couple of maybe one or two anecdotes of what, what some of your members had done over the past year to help keep their business moving forward in, in, despite of the pandemic? Yeah, well, you know, I would say what happened over the past year really, as I mentioned earlier, speaks volumes about our retailers' ability to pivot quickly to meet the challenge that COVID presented, whether it was curbside or home delivery, online fitting, setting up appointments. You know, our people just simply rolled up their sleeves and got after it. And that was just incredible. And our retailers took advantage of these fantastic new e-com solutions that were coming out too, which essentially provided that omni-channel solution that had essentially eluded the channel before 2020. Do you think the pandemic accelerated their plans? Maybe some of them hadn't adopted, but then were forced to adopt? some. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I've got hard numbers on that, Bob. At the start of the pandemic, and that was, we'll define that as the start of the shutdown on March 1 of 2020, 27% of our retailers had some form of e-com platform that they were using. By the end of the year, by the end of 2020, we had over 90% of our retailers involved in some sort of e-com sales. And that's amazing. 
It certainly is. They certainly adopted to the times, adapted to the times. It's very good. They did. Well, listen, economists suggest the worst is behind us and the U.S. economy will continue to expand throughout the remainder of 2021. How do you think the running community will be able to benefit from that and are there any potential pitfalls that industry needs to avoid? You know, well, in expanding, you know, to answer the first part of your question, expanding an economy means more jobs, more jobs mean more disposable income. And if you add in the higher running participation, the running channel is looking at a really strong year. Now, in terms of the potential pitfalls, obviously keeping a close watch on inventory, that's always key. But the the inventory situation goes both ways. Too little inventory is an issue. And right now we are seeing all these supply chain distributions or or, uh, disruptions, and that's causing some concern, but demand is strong. And uh, as, as we get past these uh, supply chain issues, I think it bodes well for the year. And one other related question. Do you think that your member, REI members who maybe found some new customers who embrace running maybe for the first time in several years during the pandemic, that they'll be able to retain those customers by offering maybe a, a broader range of products or different products than that, that, that the entry-level customer wants? Yeah, I, it's, you know, their core customer it never left, but there were, you know, people who, um, I guess, that considered running kind of part of their active lifestyle, but when as gyms were shut down and they weren't able to participate in a lot of the things that they would normally do, they turned to running, whether they had been runners in the past and embraced other types of fitness activities, or they were just new to the sport. Just so many new customers that hadn't been there over the past year turned to running again. And of course, that really benefited our retailers and our brand. And uh, now as we proceed during the first month of Q2, April, and uh, another April without the Boston Marathon, I might add, what does the running community need most right now? You know, I'd like to rephrase that question is, what should the run running community focus on right now? And the answer to that is embrace all the digital tools that are out there and share data. And, you know, there are some amazing tools available to the channel, like e-commerce platforms that open up brand catalogs to retail customers. There's digital marketing tools that are driving some amazing ROIs. In addition to that, the channel needs to embrace POS data sharing as well. And the reason I say that is that data informs better inventory decisions. And in addition, it helps brands support their retail accounts to a higher level in terms of account management. And it's what is going to keep this channel competitive. So, you know, from the RI perspective, we're working really hard to educate our members into just how important these tools are and to embrace those tools, because that is what is going to drive the channel forward. The question I want to ask you is, you know, we t- you already touched upon the migration to the internet and how your mm-hmm. members responded with uh, e-commerce and other um, uh, d- delivery, curbside delivery and such for their customers. Has the industry done enough? And what do you think needs to be done more on that area of the internet and in your customers uh, in terms of responding to their consumers at their stores? Well, again, I want to rephrase that into, yes, I I think it's done enough, but I think the way we look at it is how does it evolve? Brands are going to sell direct to the consumer and, uh, but platforms that connect those digital sales to retailers, they're essentially creating a stronger, a stronger consumer connection and quite honestly, a higher level of service to those customers. And the smart brands are taking advantage of that. And so if you ask, you know, what needs to be done by our retail members, it's investing in the digital tools that allow those types of connections with their brands. And again, as I mentioned, embracing data and the information uh, sources that are out there 
And that's going to be a very strong direction for our members going forward. And, and do you think there's a general understanding between your retail members and your brand members in terms of the direct-to-consumer market, how it's a necessary evil, if you will, and it's going to continue no matter what, and we're going to have to coexist with it? Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, Retailers understand that brands are going to sell direct, but there's, there's, a, um, there's a, a place where they can come together. And I think that what retailers want to see out of DTC platforms is just a partnership effort from the brands. And what I like to say to the brands is think of each of your retailers as a mini warehouse for your products. There's an efficiency there and a higher level of customer connection if you do it right. And we have some innovative brands that are figuring out how to effectively include their retailer accounts in their D2C efforts. And of course, the RIA strongly encourages that, but we, we don't necessarily need to see it as something to be that we need to fight against. It's here. It's here to stay. And we just need to figure out how brands and retailers work together to ensure that all boats rise. And uh, let's next talk about running events this year. You know, the Tokyo Games will apparently commence July 23rd without any international fans, but they will, the games will go on internationally, obviously, and be broadcast internationally. And the Boston Marathon, one of the marathons, has moved to the second weekend in October from a traditional Patriots Day, as other marathons also move around their date schedule dates because of the, the, the waning pandemic, we hope. Do all these changes positively benefit running as an activity? Yeah, of course. And, you know, this is going to be a short answer. <laughs> okay. I think that runners in general are just really happy to be back to having these events and because they set them as goals and it keeps them motivated. It keeps them accountable to themselves in terms of their training. So, yes, getting these events back will be a huge boost. But turn to your kick show you've had. What's the status of that for 2021 and 2022? You know, unfortunately, uh, for 2021, uh, we're going to have to cancel the show again. Mid-May is the window for a buying show format of that nature they kick offers and our members just won't be quite ready to meet in person yet the country won't be quite ready to travel and it's just not the right time but as we move into the summer we'll look for other opportunities to serve our members and create connections so stay tuned for that and we'll we'll see what happens as things open up more and uh, i one thing i can tell you that i think people are really hungry to get together and so we'll look forward to maybe 2022 or maybe later 21 2022 you can uh, you can pretty much uh, you know plan on us being back into that format um, of course we're always looking to meet i guess the needs of our members so does that show evolve? You know, possibly. We have to just get feedback from our members and find out what they want. And also with the show off, do you have some initiatives in 2021 that you want to accomplish you can discuss briefly? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a lot of them we've we've already launched. There's more coming that we'll be announcing soon, but I'm really proud of, of what we've done, what we've done so far. And it's really about uh, member connection and providing information and data sources to our members. So for example, our member forum has really become a fantastic peer sharing forum. Forum, or that we, what we call our RI think tank. Uh, we launched our, our, our the RA brand showcase where retailers can easily grab brand content, uh, brand go-to-market content in one place. Our new RIA, RIA Connect app allows our members to get information, sign up for events, and connect with each other all on their mobile devices. 
We launched our RIA Pulse newsletter, which is news and information that's exclusive to our membership. And as our webinar Wednesdays series is getting rave reviews where, you know, we present webinar and panel discussion topics on a variety of, again, topics that are interesting to our members. And we'll continue with that as well. And there's more coming. We're, we're busy. That sounds great, Tony and Terry. It sounds great. Well, finally today, I would just want to ask you how you see the running market playing out for the remainder of 21 and, and into 22. And is there another business for all the footwear brands that are eyeing a piece of the running market today? And do you think, and, and I guess in a more negative tone, do you think there'll be any further follow on the retail and brand side? You know, um, I'm really happy to say that I, I I not only see recovery, I see growth this year. I, I do. I'm very bullish. You know, I always marvel when these so-called industry insiders look at very narrow data sets and claim that run specialty is somehow vulnerable and or run specialty isn't doing well. And that's just, that's just not true. The fact is the channel remains very strong. It's it's been strong for several years. It hasn't been huge growth, but it's been year over year growth. So it's bigger than it's ever been. And now there's always room for new and innovative products, whether it's actual sales products or these digital products or you know products sold in store, it doesn't matter. But all those that are coming and available to our, our retail and brand base is providing a lot of momentum for the channel. And that's going to serve it well this year and beyond. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. And, and um, I'm very confident that the channel is going to continue to do well. And just one follow-up, Terry, of course, this, there will be some high sh- uh, shifts in terms of market share. Some brands will mm-hmm. gain on against others who maybe lose some, but that changes year to year anyway, right? Market share is a funny thing in our channel. It, it moves very slowly. And I, I would say as a rule, you know, one of the terms that I just absolutely despise is the term stealing share. No one steals share. They earn it. And, and it's brands that gain market share in whatever category they're involved in gain share because they have really good product and they're prepared to take advantage of, you know, retailers looking for new opportunities with new brands and products. So they offer good service, their ease of doing business uh, operationally, they're, they're well run. And that all kind of meets up with really great product. And that's when market share gains are made. Well, listen, I've been speaking with Mr. Terry Shallow, Executive Director for the Running Industry Association, the RIA Trade Group. And you've been listening to the Four Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. I am Bob McGee.